Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We're taking a break in the color series. We're going to get right back at it next week. But this week, I am here in studio with two fantastic people. Today, we have Teddy and Nick with us today. You guys know Nick well from the podcast now. You are officially a regular creature on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, But we have a new addition to our team. And so, since we have a new addition to the team, naturally, he needs to be on the podcast. So, Teddy, welcome. Thank you so much, Jordan. If you are a longtime follower of the Facebook group, actually, this may have happened on another Facebook group. I don't even know. But Wedding uh, Film School group. Oh, that yes. garbage group. <laughs> if you are a follower of the other, of the garbage group on Facebook... <laughs> Shots fired, man. Yes. That was that was harsh. I'm just feeling sassy today. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, you may remember there was a huge conversation on that group where this uh, this young man from Chicago, Illinois, was being paid a dollar fifty an hour <laughs> to shoot and edit wedding films for some company, yes. and he was not satisfied with this, and he posted his video. I remember thinking, you said that was like your second video you ever did, right? Yeah, I posted a travel film. No, no, it was before that. You posted a wedding video. Oh, yes, yeah. So the it was first like my one. second one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You posted your second wedding video. And I was like, holy cow, this is your second wedding video? And this guy paid you beans for it? Like, that's freaking <laughs> ridiculous. And that was the whole conversation with everybody. It ended up being like a couple hundred comments on there of people telling you, like, you need to take this guy to court. You need <laughs> yeah, to, right. like, all this stuff. Like, <laughs> Because like literally they were like, what was it 150 bucks he gave you to shoot and edit or was it less than that? I can't remember. It was right around there and he... By that he means less than that. It was it was less than that and he made me travel an hour there um, and now we're back and he didn't he didn't care anything about the pay. And yeah. You stuck out. You, you stood out though on the comment section. Yeah. Yes. So I ended up uh, actually, actually in that thread. I think yeah, I offered you, you a job in that thread. And said, you move down here to Texas and we'll take care of you. And then he, over the little course of many months, he ref- uh, ended up turning me down, saying, no, got this girlfriend up here. Yeah. I got my family. I can't just up and leave and come to Texas. Can't break my mama's heart. Can't break your mama's heart. Um, but yeah, then it's... I came back at you a while later and uh, told you about Film Mavericks, what we were starting up with Film Mavericks. And we had just kind of stayed in touch over time. You had sent me some videos, asked for some feedback over time. And um, anyways, just ended up convincing you that uh, you should speed up your marriage. Yeah, right. <laughs> get married <laughs> get, get married ASAP. Actually, I didn't do that. I don't know if that happened as a result or anything. But you got married really quickly yes. or, or young for our culture, which is the same age my wife was. So it's not that not that weird, right, guys? Cultural yeah, not weird. Yeah, it's not weird. <laughs> Um, but, and then you moved to Texas. You've been here for like less than a month now. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. What do you think? Love it. Loving the weather and just driving to yesterday's wedding, uh, Saturday's wedding. The landscape was beautiful and I was just like, I need my drone now. Yeah. I never bring it at the right times, but it's beautiful compared to Chai Town. Mm, Yeah. Word. Yes, I think a lot of people have a misconception about Texas. They haven't seen the Texas Hill Country. The Texas Hill Country is some of the most beautiful land that you will see in the United States. Agreed. Um, It is pretty spectacular out here. But today I wanted to talk about and the the, um, sort of the driving idea of this conversation is about collaboration. So... Um, that's been one of the things that we have been leaning heavier and heavier into with my companies, but, uh, and, um, uh, mind. and not, but, there you and go. <laughs> we are, we're leaning even heavier into that with film Mavericks. 
Of course, that happens on the regular with Ladybird Studios, our wedding brand as well, in the way that we collaborate through shooting and editing and, and all the administrative work and, and all that kind of stuff is, is a very big collaboration. However, what's different with Film Mavericks and what we're doing with Film Mavericks is that we're beginning to collaborate more on a, I would say daily, but I'm going to go even beyond that on like a, a minute by minute basis yeah, with the yeah, work right. that we're doing, particularly with the edit, obviously with the shooting and everything as well. Um, the way that we bounce ideas off of each other on a shoot. So we could certainly talk about that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about this idea of collaboration. Um, when we were, when Teddy was getting ready to move down here, we kind of shifted everything in the office. We, we kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, we completely changed everything <laughs> in here other than I think my office is the only room that didn't change. Yeah. Everything else changed. All the other rooms changed. Sorry about that. No, this was like, uh, <laughs> that was good. I mean, it's been a great, that was a great decision because so much of it was about how can we put people in spaces that help them to have that synergy to be able to work off of each other. Uh, the people who are going to be working most closely with each other. So work out. Know, yeah. My two studio managers, they now work in the front room together in the same room where they were like the furthest ones apart before. Yeah. Which just didn't really make sense. And so now they're together and they do collaborate on a lot of that, but they also are able to help each other out more. Um, and then, you know, uh, Marshall's the only one who is really hardly sharing an office. He is sort of, um, cause we do have two workstations in there. So our photographer work in there sometimes with him as well as just an extra space to kind of, uh, handle and organize wedding footage and photos and all that kind of stuff. But then you guys here in the back room, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the, the armory, we live it up in there as we lovingly refer to it. Great name for that. Nick. Dude. It's the armory because you got the two workstations fully loaded, fat max, and then we have all our camera gear, our lighting equipment, our battery charging station. Uh, you know, everything's just like lined up. So it just like very much is like this little like. You got the padded cave. walls in there. We got, we got the padded sound. walls for sound. <laughs> so yeah, when Jordan needs to do voiceovers and stuff, we can get him in there and doing it. Uh, yeah, and we keep it like really dark. We have uh, giant moving blankets over the windows. Yeah, so doubled up. Doubled up. No light comes through at all. So we're just like in this like padded room. No echo at all. It's just like it's perfect. And then me and Teddy just sweating, cutting, <laughs> yeah, right? cut, cutting up footage all day. Dude, it's a lot of fun. It's rad. Plus, it's, the sweating happens with the uh, the workouts, the impromptu workouts yeah. in there. Also, yeah, pushing. Every hour. Which I wasn't expecting. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, and he comes in and he's like, okay, we're going to do 30 push-ups every hour. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're doing push-ups every hour sit-ups every hour. It's like, uh, that's pretty fun. But I always like that was like such like a good like shot in the arm about like working with somebody. It's I mean like working with somebody really does like just changes the game. It does. I learned a lot from Nick so far and just like just like um I was going to get my lunch just yep. today. I'm like, Nick, just please color correct this a bit for me. Yeah. Give me some motivation. Yeah. And he scooted over to my desk, color corrected a little bit for me, and there you go. Nice. Like I'm back I'm back to being motivated again. Awesome. And you and I were doing that yeah. more as, and I'm still kind of acting in that same role, but totally. it's it's different now because it was more like before I would come in and sort of give you some feedback, sit down and watch some stuff, maybe sit down at the computer for five minutes and kind of make some, some tweaks yeah. to fill in the gaps of how I could communicate what I wanted you to do and just yeah. do it. Um, but much more collaboration happening now because you guys are in there every minute of the day with each other. Yeah, it was, I mean, collaboration with somebody on the edit is like a wild sort of thing. And I think coming from like a place of where like I was doing the Mavericks episodes, kind of like I would just make like one big pass and then yeah, have you come in and then we would kind of talk about where the direction we were going to go with it. That, that's been good. But I mean, yeah, after, I mean, after Teddy came in, you taught me, I, I don't want it to be just like us gushing over each other. I'm blushing. Like, nah, man, you, you taught me a lot, <laughs> but it really was like, I mean, I was working on this new episode of Mavericks and it was moving in one direction. I knew there was probably already issues with it. And I was just like, this isn't coming off right. Like the way I want it to. And you kind of just brought this like, kind of like high energy style 
to your, from your editing, from your travel style, from your travel log style and brought that in and was like showing me all these like tips and tricks. And it was just like, it amped up this edit so much. Mm. And I think it, it totally escalated that episode. And I think that could have only come from a place of like us working in the same room and yeah. us like starting to like take on more like motion graphic stuff and that whole bit. So I think that collaboration like really is so key to like take your stuff to a new level because you, you, you really do hit a plateau when you're working by yourself. That is true. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to get out of your, that one lane where you're actually like, doing no, for things. sure. For sure. For any like wedding filmmaker. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of, a lot of wedding films like end up looking a lot alike and, and people push themselves and everything and you have to offer a product. And you could probably say that like a lot of Ladybird videos tend to look similar, but it's the shooters that are bringing something new. And then the way Marshall is like changing the game right now is like every edit is like a special little thing. It's like, I mean, those are just escalating. And I think he, he kind of, I mean, I feel like I'm coming in there every, every week and he's like, Hey, tell me what you think of this. Like, what do you think of this? And then he'll take, he, he takes criticism or critique like really well. So then you're like escalating or adding something new. Yeah. It's, mm. it's wild. Yeah. I wish he was here for this conversation because he's also been a part of some of the film Maverick stuff as well. And like yep. those sort of, you know, early on us passing episodes back and forth between you and Marshall and you sort of setting up the framework of how the show was going to be run and then him coming and adding some extra spice to it. And then sort of that competitive yeah. thing that you guys had Dude. going on was super Still. like pushing you forward into new ways. Yeah. Um, and same thing with pushing him back. And so that was, that was fun. Yeah. I was just working on a project uh, last week for lot to you. And Nick goes, I know you can do better than that. And I was making the banner <laughs> art. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know what, Nick, next time you see this project, like you better like this. Cause I'm going to put all my heart into it. Right. And it ended up being the final project that we put on the YouTube channel. And it's just like, Nick pushes me also in a way that like, I, I need to put all my heart into my projects. And Nick's Nick pushes me in that way where, um, I can make it better. Like yeah. there's, there's no end to yeah. the product. I think that's, you know, you mentioned if you're, if, if it's only you editing, you just sort of stay in the same lane. Yeah. And I remember when it was just me, yeah. I had to have, and my wife knows nothing about video. Right. Right. Or, I mean, only from just a consumer of video. Right. Yeah. So, um, but having her feedback was invaluable because she would tell me honestly. Right what her thoughts were. And I would also have, I had another friend who was helping me with that too. He would sort of play that same role from time to time, but I wouldn't want to make him watch every film I had done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas my wife, I, I could make her do that, you know, <laughs> I could ask her to do that. Um, and, and she would. And so that was always beneficial, but on a whole nother level, when you have another filmmaker right. who can speak to that on a daily basis, what a cool, environment you know yeah yeah i mean sitting sitting down and like being able for them to look at something and then like tell you that you know i mean as mundane as like keyboard shortcuts like do this do this do this to this one little sequence that changes the way you think about what you're doing you know um i mean uh, my whole dream is to be in a collaborative environment i not all filmmakers are like that i mean and solo shooting it is a culture in and of itself but my mind changes when i'm thinking about how how will teddy see this how will you see this i mean i i'm always thinking in an edit what you will think Mm -hmm. you know and that changes and that mixes with the how you interpret footage how you interpret the edit you know it's crucial yeah, even um, Saturday's wedding, Ryan was like, Jordan would love this shot. Like, we're all yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. how each other will look at this shot because yeah. that's what makes you a better filmmaker and editor yep. is <clears throat> trying to see it from other people's perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool. Like, um, I sort of have like this long-term dream. I've had this for a while. And then uh, then if you follow Casey Neistat, he started this three, six, eight, sort of like this. Oh yeah. He's trying to make like a collaboration space in New York. And I was like, yes, that's like, that's what I dream of one day. 
Um, and we're getting to see that, or, I mean, we already are doing that on a micro level, yeah. right? Um, probably even more so than Casey is already because that space isn't ready yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so, uh, that's been really such a joy to see that on a micro level. It would be so cool to one day be able to create space like that for other local filmmakers yeah. in Austin, because we have all just seen so much value in that, in our work as filmmakers and as a team collectively has just risen tremendously since when yeah. we've been able to share the space together. Yeah. If we keep on putting all our heart into our projects, I mean, it's, it can only get bigger from here on out. Word. And something me and Nick were talking about too is for the, um, uh, collaborating, we want to see like something in final cut to make it where it's like Adobe products where we can actually collaborate and stuff. Cause I know in premiere you can, um, there's like, I don't. I don't know. I don't like Premiere. I'm. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. I used it one time and it didn't auto save and it deleted my wedding film. I'm like, forget this. Um, I put a bad taste we in would, your mouth in a hurry. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we were just. Yeah, we were talking about. We want to see some more like collaborative uh, tools to use in Final Cut because it's not. Right. It's not really a collaborative software. Like you sure. can't save projects and however they do it on, in Premiere. Uh, we just want to see more of that. We need to look into that Frame IO thing that I was showing you the other day. Cause I oh, think, yeah. I think you kind of can do that with Frame IO. Somebody was, I think it was Dave Williams, was sharing that with me. Looks pretty epic, but I don't know. Anyways, maybe that's a way to collaborate more. Yeah, there we go. Maybe that's a way. Like, if if you're out there listening, you're like, oh, this is cool, but I don't have that. You know, maybe that's a tool to use to start to think about who are other people that you can collaborate. I was actually on our group on the wedding film Academy Facebook group the other day. And it was, uh, Philip danger Harbuck. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, his middle name is actually danger, you know, at least on Facebook. So sick. That's pretty cool, man. Um, but he was talking about collaborating with other filmmakers. And one of the things that he likes to do is, um, actually like hire filmmakers from, from wherever they are, like, and actually like hire them to come second shoot for him on jobs on, on occasion. Um, even though it's going to cost him way more just to have them second shoot for him. So we can sort of see like other filmmakers who he respects. Like he actually had Larry Marshall who we've had on the show no way. before who he actually also did the episode of how to film a wedding with such a good um, episode. Yeah. And Larry's super talented. So he had Larry come and fly in and second shoot for him and uh, just a way to collaborate in a way that just kind of stretches you, that grows you as a filmmaker. He said he's done that with, I can't remember the other names, but he's done that with a host of other um, folks and also done the opposite said, Hey, you know, I want to come second shoot for you. Um, Let me figure out how to make it work. You know, I'll, I'll travel there. You know, I don't know if he was saying on his, I assume he was saying he would travel there on his dime kind of thing just so that he could learn from other people because that collaboration with um, people who you have respect and admiration for, it's just incredibly valuable to see other people's approaches, the way that other people are thinking about it, to have that mindset of, I wonder what so-and-so would think about this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. I think it's like interesting to think about. I mean, wedding filmmaking is so welcoming in that regard because you know coming from my background where i had no equipment and i was very um you know green to this whole industry you know getting the chance to like come in and work under ladybird was exactly that i mean it it was like you know time to get your hands wet come you know pull the paints out and show up at a wedding and smile and shoot some shoot some video and you'll learn from there because i mean to collaborate with somebody it in in this field i mean we are like artisans and craftspeople and things like that so you know there's always like kind of the thing hanging in the background is like am i doing this pro bono am i doing this you know no money or like hey i shot all this footage do you want to help me edit it or take a pass on editing it's like that's always like a tricky sort of conversation to have um in that regard but you know in this place it's like Hey, come shoot, you know, wedding, you know, I'll do all the, I'll I'll do all the organizing, get all the equipment you shoot, and then you can come and see your final product get turned in or your shooting days get turned into this like final product. 
and that changes your mind on how you shoot. And then like there are the days where we sit down and look at their footage, you know, after we shoot and like talk about like, oh, you could have done this better. You could have changed this. You know, how can you be more cinematic? Uh, finding like a community of of other people that want to just like do something creative. It can be tricky. So back to saying again, like Lady Bird was such like an, a perfect sort of match mm. about like doing that type of thing. And like, you know, he, like inspiration for other people who are solo shooting or any sort of video video type people it's like form a collective you know of people who like a network of sound person editor motion graphics a shooter you know what whatever you lie in that and just like hey let's all make this kind of final product and to show our skills off you know in a real type sort of way and people become interested in that yeah absolutely yeah i remember i was actually on the other day and i think uh uh Gosh, who was it? It was Brandon Morgan, Ryan Coda, and uh, and uh, Jeremy Crap. Forgot his last name. Anyways, they were talking about collaborating on some projects. Uh, There's a bunch of bunch of Cali guys. Cali, what's sunshine, up? Sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> Ryan's <Anyways>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 all great, super talented guys. We work with Ryan on a regular basis right now. Actually, he does. A lot of our sound, he does the final sound mix for all the Mavericks episodes, actually. Magic. Um, and yeah, whenever we, we get into a pickle, we always send stuff over to Ryan. And he <laughs> he uh, saves our bacon. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, I mean, even collaborating, like that's another example of how we're collaborating with someone who's not even here, you know? So it's another, he's another filmmaker who we, you know, we admire the way that he works with sound. So finding, finding those people and figuring out how to collaborate with them and, you know, even if it is, it's that investment that you're making to, you know, yeah, you're going to take away some of the money from the project, yeah. but you're able to, you know, increase what you're able to do. You're able to, you know, create a better product. You're able to work with someone else creative and learn from them. That's just so valuable. Yeah. Um, nice. And that's one of the things like from sort of the, as a foundational piece that was a foundational piece to Ladybird is is having that collaboration having this be a center for learning and that's i think so much of what makes ladybird studios unique yeah. is that it is a place of learning you know i mean we brought we brought so many people on who really didn't know you know aperture from shutter speed yeah um and brought them along to where you know now they're lead shooters producing excellent work and um and that sort of like ongoing collaboration community education that happens when we can be together is just awesome and i think there's not a i don't think that there's a time or place in your career in your uh, in your skill set in your art, where you get past that, you know, I think there would be probably a lot of people. You know, certainly we're in a we're in an egocentric field, yeah. right? Oh yes, it's 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 Big a creative ego. field, so naturally there's going to be some bigger egos that that rise. Um, and I just think that. Once you get that sort of ego, it's going to be really hard for you to grow beyond where you are. I think mm-hmm. most people who are going to hit that place of I'm awesome, look at this, they're probably not going to grow very much beyond that. I have to confess. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you hit, you hit that plateau. I hit that plateau before I moved here. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell me about color correction. I know how to grade. I like the mood I'm setting here. Transitions, I can just put a bunch of presets in there. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. My video is the best it can possibly be. I yeah. came here. Jordan's like, dude, what color are you using? Yeah. It's like, why are you directing this? I'm like, okay guys, like I'll step back a little <laughs> bit. I'm not as good as I thought, but it's, it was cool. Like working on set with you guys, uh, Friday. Yeah. Just like that collab, uh, the way we collaborated, like yeah. you're very good at pulling focus. So I give you that angle. Cause I can't do that as well as you. And you're amazing at lighting. Nick is an amazing director, making sure the content's there. And for me, I, my strong is like the B-roll and 
transitions, that kind of stuff, more of the travel film kind of thing. And you also like, showed up with directing too, like coming. I mean, you you were thinking very well about the, as the editor because you're you were editing it, so you were like right. so detail oriented about making sure that like oh you could bring this and I mean coming up with like the in screen stuff like that was all like super choice about like how to sculpt these videos uh, into like content that can be released throughout a year. Yeah. I've done YouTube for a while. Yeah. Now I know it works. <laughs> I mean, truly yeah. YouTube specialists. Yeah. And Thanks, so man. That's why, like, I really don't, like, I don't care how good of a filmmaker you are. You could not have done what the three of us were able to, to do together yeah. on mm-hmm. Friday, regardless yeah. of what your skill set is. It's just, it wouldn't have been possible for one person to do what the three of us did. And some people would say, oh, three people for a YouTube shoot for this guy's YouTube channel. That's just way overkill. Um, But the reality is, is it's so much, it's going to be so much better because of the three minds working together, seeing things from different perspectives, having the person who was, you know, is the, is the producer on the project that is, um, you know, kind of looking at things from that perspective and how can we elevate this person in the in the eyes of the viewers and having someone on set who's thinking about um, you know directing and the content and we're all some of these roles we're all playing right but having somebody who's specifically thinking about what's the content that's being said and how can I push back against this person and say well maybe you didn't communicate that part as well as you could have mm-hmm. um, and then having the editor there as well who's also thinking about the edit you know to be honest like maybe I, I don't think about the edit as much because I'm not doing as much of that. Mm-hmm. And so having the editor there to be like thinking about how this is going to be put together in the end, even if you're doing all of those parts, if you were the, you were the sales guy, you're producing it. You're the one who lined up the locations, got all the gear together. You're trying to direct for content. You're trying to think about the edit. You're thinking about lighting and the three camera angles. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you're going to miss stuff. You're going to miss a lot of things. Plus the fact that we can also shoot multiple handheld angles, you know, yeah. things like that. that just kind of really step the game up. So it's clearly not just, you know, some Joe Blow setting up, uh, you know, <laughs> putting his, all his cameras on a tripod thing. It just looks, looks way better, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so there's just, there's no way that one person can, can pull all that off together in the same way. I mean, obviously you can do it, but to have that collaboration just really brings those projects to a whole nother level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you, when you have one person on set, as good as it may be, or even in travel style stuff, it's it it has a certain look, you know, that is shot from one singular voice and everything is kind of this one solid thing. I don't, I, it's, it's hard for me to put into words, but what I just love, I mean, the whole reason I love going to movies and I, I will always stay through the credits is because I love watching how many people <laughs> are involved in a movie, you know, yeah. just yeah. crews, just crews of people that all contributed to this one piece of work. And it has, I mean, it has this just epicness to it that can only be obtained from a, a giant working sort of structure, you know? Uh, of people kind of like you know answering to the director but they're like you know departments under that and it all kind of becoming this one thing i mean i feel like we were like kind of three solo shooters that came together on this one project you know under jordan and came together for this youtube shoot to kind of like make this like kind of like a like a big youtube shoot you know like a very to make his videos seem very like lush and full and funny and engaging that can only come from like, you know, everyone has um just time to soak in what's being said, what's being thought about, and everybody has like their own thing. I mean, there's just, you can just tell the difference between when it's one guy in front of a camera and then when there's like some, some different people all kind of yeah, different eyes getting in there. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way around it. And, and just even like the critique that comes on set like being like no that doesn't work you know like all the angles are going to be choice for every one of the 14 videos that we shot because we're able to you know be like you know 
no, that doesn't work because of this. You know, look at the lighting on this. Yeah. Look at the way that this is falling behind his head here. That's not going to work, you know. But in in each of us being being skilled shooters in that environment, like when it's just the one person, sometimes there's just details that you miss because there's so much you've got to wrap your head around mm-hmm. in order to get that right. Um, and so to have somebody look over your shoulder and be like, did you notice this? Like, because we're shooting this way, the window there is going to be blown out. Do we want to stick with that? Oh, like, okay, well, Teddy decided in one case, like, okay, well, we're going to mask, mask that out. We're going to put something in there, but that will only work for this one angle for the other two angles. We can't do that because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. You can't get the window in there. So yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, just having like with, with, with every little minute detail, having somebody else there to point those things out, um, like it's really, it makes our, it's going to make these videos, like you said, there's a difference between the content that's clearly shot, like the vlogging style stuff or the stuff that's clearly shot by one person versus this, which is obvious like it's done by a crew. Um, just, Just even from the aspect of, you know, there's multiple cameras that are handheld here. Like it's clearly obvious there's a crew going on here, yeah. you know? Um, and even in some of the videos, like we did one where he was talking about, he was trying to like encourage his audience to shoot video, like live video on their yeah. phones or whatever. And so like I actually handed him my phone yeah. and had him record selfie style with us in the background, you know, addressing <laughs> sort of that third wall, yeah. you know, like I'm, here's the people. Yeah. I love that. That was like such a good idea. Of just it was like, because it, you, you realize like, what do we it, you don't know at some point like where what the voice is going to be of this is like is this like a commercial or is this like educational and we're always trying to toting that line of youtube and education so for you to like think of like that on the fly of like let's just like show them show everyone that there's a crew you know right. like there's some people here they yeah. won't hurt it you know everyone's right. kind of thinks they they think there's a crew there so let's just address that right off the bat yeah well, and just in the context of that particular video, oh, that it just video. sort of added some comedy to it. Totally. It's it hilarious. was, uh, you know, but also everything that we do is about, um, with, with film matters anyways, it's, it's, it's all about making these people look like their business is worth a heck of a lot more than it actually is. Yeah. You know, like, like we're making our, our clients look like they've got a video production department. You know, totally. and they're like, that, that's what it looks and feels like, you know, I mean, the, the, the car guy getting to shoot in front of $600,000 Ferrari F12, you know, um, you know, our, our real estate guru getting to go to the million dollar house and shoot inside of the $150,000 car, you know, it's like all of the stuff that we do, the way that we do everything is all about like making them look awesome <laughs> making yeah. them look like a million bucks you know yeah it's worked out so well so far in the last couple of shoots and with with like the style of what we're doing like it's it's a minimum when when you look at the overall budget for the project it's a minimal expense to bring two extra people rather than just one person shooting it and yeah. the value that that brings because we're talking about shooting for for these clients specifically we're talking about shooting four days in a year you know, four days in a year and bringing on two extra people for those four days. It's a minimal expense that really dramatically improves everything that we're able to do through that collaboration. Mm. Just, it makes the process go by a lot easier. I mean, I'm, I I mean, I even we had Teddy on this shoot and Teddy not on the last shoot and I was immensely, um, I don't know, relaxed. You know, I felt way more just like, okay, I... I, there's somebody, I mean, a lot of it came from like this, this was the, another time we actually got to do a YouTube shoot. And so I was like, I have a little bit of experience now. So now we know, we know the process a little bit more, but just having another hand on deck that like really had um, another solidified vision of like what we were there to accomplish. Just, it makes it so much smoother, you know, and a lot, a lot more fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And I think too, it also just it improves the perception of us to our clients. Yeah. You know, realistically, like hands on deck. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be really hard for me to feel good about pitching a $35,000 project to this client and then sending one person to show up. Yeah. You right. Know, that just, 
they're <laughs> if if I put put myself in their shoes and I hire a production company, I'm going to spend thirty five thousand dollars with them this year, and I show up to the shooting location and there's one guy. I'm going to be like uh, feeling a little bit like, uh oh, what what kind of contract did I just sign? Running like, around right, yeah, looking for batteries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Putting up putting up stands and running lights, taping <laughs> stuff to the floors. Just one guy. Yeah, or girl. It's just ugh. Dude, that that is too much. Too much. Yeah, you know, you want to feel like you're being taken care of. Absolutely. And that's what I feel like Film Mavericks is. It's like a boutique answer to video production. You know, where we do everything for you, create everything. Oh yeah, it's pretty ideal. And I think even on the other side, I mean, maybe just to shift a little bit, thinking in terms of like when we get back to the studio after the the production side. I mean figuring out the workflow of working with somebody else, you know, in an office or like on, on future projects. I mean, it, it has been challenging to kind of say to, to figure out how it's going to be done and things like that. And like, I've been working singularly from like, you know, three big terabyte, you know, 10 terabyte hard drives and like files scattered everywhere. And, and now it's like, there's other people in the room, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind, like how everything's being structured, how, you know, where footage is, what drives you're working off of. And, you know, that is a challenge, but it's not a challenge that will, should deter you from working with somebody else. It's, it's a good thing. You know, it's like organization with video is so key. It's like Mm. the first thing they teach you in every course. It's like how to organize your footage. Oh yeah. So I think like learning that in the last couple of weeks of like working with you has been like really good for me. And moving forward, I mean, I, we're talking about moving, like working together on Mavericks episodes and like me focus more on content and you figure out more like B-roll and things like that. And then us kind of coming together in the end, it's just going to, you know, figuring out that workflow. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to make the episodes just look totally different, but I mean, so much more um, uh, high energy, I yeah. would say. Yeah, you know? like the thing I love about it too is like, like each of us, we're not alone at all. Like right. we have each other here yeah. that if I'm not feeling motivated about the project I'm working on, I'm like, Nick, just tell me how, how to make this better. Like, yeah. what do I need to fill in the gap here? Yeah. And then you do that. And then Jordan comes in and says like, oh, maybe do this, switch these clips around. And you even teach me how to do that um, color correction tool that you just taught me last week. It's like, it's changing my game a lot. And that's making molding me into a better filmmaker and like that's like the only way now that i'm i'm i can only get better from here yeah 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 it's it's great i feel like i don't know quite how you know if you're not if you're living if you're by yourself you're solo shooting and you don't have like an immediate somebody in in your you know within your four walls it could be a challenge but figuring figuring that out to like take workload off of you so you can focus on other stuff is probably the best answer so that you can grow as a filmmaker and focus on things you actually like to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes back to you like being proactive in your local community, you know, connecting with or, or using a tool like frame IO and, you know, connecting with other people that you've connected with through the Facebook group, you know, be active on wedding film Academy group on Facebook and connect with people there and see who are the people that you respect and that you would like to work with, that would like to push your game forward. You know, how are, how are you able to um, really like utilize what you're good at and what you've noticed other people are good at and then just kind of focus your attention there and maybe bring on some people for other projects. You know, we just got, um, we're actually low key starting a little side thing with wedding film academy because i get so many i get so many messages from people inquiring about sort of uh outsourcing some of like the more uh the more i'll call it uh busy work of editing wedding videos you know organization calling footage doing the doc edits all that kind of stuff ceremonies yeah you know all that kind of stuff that people don't really care to do. They want to get to like their creative part, but they also don't want to like ship it out to somebody who doesn't speak their native language, 
and all that kind of stuff, you know, like that's just like a big deal for people. And so we've had a bunch of requests and we're going to start doing that for a handful of people uh, who've been asking about that. And so, um, you know, maybe there's ways you can collaborate with people in those kind of ways where um, you've got, you know, whether it's, you know, you reach out to us for us to do some of that or you reach out to somebody locally who's maybe sort of getting started. They're not as busy as they'd want to be. And, you know, you can collaborate in some of those kind of ways to help take some of the minutia out of the, you know, out of the edit, out of the things that you don't really want to do, but maybe somebody else is chomping at the bit to get that stuff because they're just, you know, hungry, they're ready to go, but they're having trouble booking clients. Maybe you can hire them um, to do a little bit of the editing work and then you kind of come in and put your own creative flair on it or you know, there's, I think there's just so many different ways to collaborate with other people. Mm. You know, um, yeah. I see people on our local Facebook group on the regular posting, you know, Hey, here's my availability. I'd love to second shoot with some of you. And just as a way, I mean, yeah, it's making some extra money, but, um, it's some of those people who I see posting that on the regular that I've also seen like their work over the last couple of years has gotten so much better. You know, there's some, some people here locally who, you know, a couple of years ago, I would, you know, their work was just so much worse than it is today, you know, and because like they just made themselves available, they made themselves busy shooting, they put themselves in a place where they're working with other people that they could learn from, and that's just super valuable. So, you know, yeah, don't don't be discouraged because you're like, oh, well, I'm a solo shooter, um, or you know, it's just just me and my uh, my spouse that are shooting together or whatever. Like there are other people in your neck of the woods who are in the same boat who also wish that they were collaborating with other people. So maybe find a way to pass work back and forth to each other so that you're really not losing any money. You're just doing different stuff by collaborating with other people. Um, or maybe you're in the place where a lot of people are. We have so many people who reach out asking more questions about how we've built a team and that sort of thing. And I have to tell you like, the more that you collaborate, yes, in the short term, you're making an investment. You're going to be you know, losing some money that you would otherwise be having in the short term. But you're making this investment for the long-term vision of what you're trying to build of your company. And it might hurt for a short period of time. It might hurt for a couple of years. But you can build something where now you can take on more of those clients you can say yes to more jobs because you're collaborating with other people and they're, you know, doing the work that you would have had to do otherwise. So now you can say yes to more projects and, and that ends up, you know, bringing up your bottom line rather than bringing it down. And I think, but that, that's the, that's that short term versus long term vision that so many people are going to wrestle with. You know, can I swallow this pill now? Can I do the Dave Ramsey thing and eat rice and beans or whatever it takes for me to get this thing started to get moving in the direction that I want to, even though it's going to cost me, you know, X number of dollars in order to build towards what I really want out of life, which is to whatever that is. But, you know, in my case, which is, you know, to, to be able to, to collaborate with other creatives and to push ourselves into the work we never thought we could do that we never thought dreamed that we would be doing which is so much of what we're doing now and i'm excited to see how that goes even further because i feel like while we're doing stuff we've never gotten to do um that we never probably dreamed that we would be doing we're early on in the game oh yes (laughs) like we barely scratched the surface yeah it's a lot of fun though and at the same time it feels like we're a mile deep in it yeah you know and so um but I guarantee you that would never happen without a vision for collaboration. Yeah. Mm. yeah was, has that always been there? I mean, I, I was thinking this earlier, the other day. It was like, did you always kind of, like when you first started shooting and you were doing, you know, Jordan Bunch Productions only, like, did you have this kind of, did it get did it get to a point where you were just like, yeah, I'm showing my wife my, my, my stuff and like getting some feedback from there, but were you kind of thinking like, man, this would be, this has the potential to have more people in here and I want to grow this business. You know, I want to, I want to branch out more. So there was like some waves of that, like early on before I moved to Austin, 
I uh, I rented a studio that was like a co-op mm. with, and that was when I was doing mostly photography and just like a little bit of video. But I rented this photography studio with 12 other photographers in town. And there was a lot of, you know, um, collaboration that happened mostly online uh, because pretty much everybody in that co-op was part-time mm. with their photography. Yeah. Um, but we had a good online community. We would have competitions. We'd have nights where we'd get together and like show off our portfolio um, and give each other feedback and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot, of, a lot of collaboration there, but it wasn't really me thinking about like how can I work with these people at that time, right. you know. And then mm-hmm. moving to Austin, it was mostly just like hiring second shooters, hiring assistants, that sort of thing. It wasn't until I hired Manuel, my first editor, and really at that time it was. It was just like him doing the busy work type of stuff. Like, you know, do the doc edits, um, you know, maybe sort of get me started in the right direction on a highlight film, just in terms of like culling the footage, finding the audio gold, as I call it, um, and kind of get me started that way. Once I saw that and saw like how much time that gave me, that was when I sort of started thinking, oh, this means I can say yes to more projects. Right. Because, you know, I can hire him for this fee and now I can take on more projects because I don't have to do all of that work. Because at the time it was like, man, I was working like 100 hours a week and, you know, that was kind of miserable. And yeah, so that opened up my eyes. And then when we started Ladybird Studios, uh, you know, Taylor started, uh, you know, saying, hey, I can do more than just shoot. Um, let me do these things for you. Let me run, my, run your social media and then I was like, okay, well, let's see what else you can do. And so then she started kind of managing emails and to where now, like she runs the whole business, <laughs> you know, and now that she really runs the whole business, I'm like, okay, well, what else can we do? Cause I don't have enough to do here. <laughs> collaborative, like a non in a non-creative way too oh absolutely you know, collaborative it's the whole thing yeah absolutely. It's the whole thing yeah. because if your passion and gifting is in filmmaking, then the work of a studio manager is probably one of the things that kills your joy out of running your business. Yeah. You know, I think it's why uh, wedding filmmakers have a really bad rap for answering emails. Yeah. You know, uh, for doing some of like the basic things of running a business. It's because like, we don't want to do that. That stuff sucks, you know? And so, if we can have somebody else step in and do those things, who's good at those things, then our business is going to become better. We're going to get better reviews because somebody who's actually good at that, who likes doing it mm. is going to be doing it instead of us who dreads it. Yeah. Um, but also we're going to be freed up to do more of the stuff that we love to do. And so collaborating in all those things is critical. I remember once like handing off this, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, Hey Taylor, uh, I know this is really going to suck, but I need you to create this spreadsheet for me. I need to have some more data information on whatever it was. You know, let's just say it was who's booking what package, you know, so I can see like sort of like how we're doing on um, like the selling of different packages and things like that. I was like, that's terrible. I know. Sorry, yeah. I, but I need this information. She's like, ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> this is like the best day ever. <laughs> oh, man. And I remember thinking that's like, funny. oh, yeah. <laughs> Not everybody hates spreadsheets. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. Like, in your mind, it's just like the worst. And she's yeah. like, oh, that'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I was listening to the Studio Sherpas podcast, which if you don't listen to that, you should because it's awesome. But my my buddy uh, Matt was talking about how he sort of came to that same realization. And you know, there's people out there on you know next door on your local Facebook groups on Craigslist, whatever that would love to have you know ten hours a week of administrative work that you could pay $15 an hour to do, you know, if you could pay $150 to someone and not uh, um, a week, you know, and not have to do any of your emails or anything, would that be worth it? You know, and this is just, just a random figure. That's not what, you know, pay Taylor or anything, but (laughs) (laughs) she's on a whole different thing. But, uh, but 
you know, there are people out there who would love to do that, who would be gifted at that, and who would take that off your plate for 150 bucks a week. If you could have your life back from that sort of thing, to be able to focus more on filmmaking, to be able to have a better client experience for your clients, to be able to take on more business because you're not spending that 10 hours a week on those emails and you could take on more weddings or whatever jobs you want to do, would you do that? You know, hopefully the answer is yes. I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, if you can take on, even if you just took on one or two more weddings because you had someone do that, like that would cover your cost of all that and it would drastically improve your quality of life. Big time. And it would drastically improve your reviews, you know, and your client experience. It's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win-win, Teddy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like almost sometimes like what I'm always looking for is like, I don't like to network that much. I don't like, I mean, networking is fun, but I, I would much rather focus on like writing or, uh, you know, thinking about composition or something like that. I would love to, you know, collaborate with people on, Hey, would you like want to be a producer? You know, would you, are you good at planning? Are you good at, uh, you know, do you like lists and creating spreadsheets, stuff like that to like move a production in a certain direction, you know, whether that be for a short film or a doc or whatever. It's just like, you got to find what you're not. I mean, that's what I've learned about in with Mavericks. You have to find people that want to do what you're, you don't want to do. You cannot do things that you don't want to do. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you are going to stagnate when you don't like doing something. Mm. It's just the way people are. Like, uh, I mean, in school, they always made you do stuff you don't want to do. And, you know, I they were guess they were trying to teach you some lesson. But you know, <laughs> pay the kid in your class to do your homework. You, know? like, you don't want to do this homework. Have somebody else do the homework. It's so basic. But, but I guess that's cheating or something like that. But some would call that just good business. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're still learning, you know, it, that, that's important things to do, but that's, I, I think that is so crucial to, to think outside of a, you know, a, not so much a creative collaborative relationship, but rather a, you know, a business one that will mm -hmm. still help you grow. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all of the above, you know, like I would, um, I've said this probably multiple times on the podcast, but when you're thinking about hiring someone like the worst idea is to hire someone who's just like you yeah don't do that it's a really bad idea because they're going to hate doing all the same things that you hate doing and then those things are never going to get done you know most most solopreneurs they when they think about they're sort of at that place of they're spending you know 60 80 100 hours working in a week they're thinking oh man i just gotta clone myself yeah. no do not clone yourself. That's like the worst idea you could possibly do. Gross. You know, hire somebody who is the opposite of you, you know, who loves doing the things that you hate doing. That's going to make things so much better or yeah. who's gifted in ways that you're not, you know, like bringing, bringing Teddy on the team who, you know, is great at after effects who none of us on the team, we didn't know anything about after effects. Like we're all a bunch of noobs with that stuff. Yep. And so we can you know bring Teddy in and like, he's able to, help us do stuff that we couldn't do before. Mm. You know, so we, instead of, yeah, instead of duplicating yourself, hire for your weaknesses. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that, that brings fresh new perspectives on things. It pushes your work in new levels. It makes it where, like, I don't think we're at a point now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being rosy about this, but I don't think we're at a point now where we could plateau because, because there is going to be that that competitive spirit that yeah. continues to drive us where I just don't see us being at a place where we could plateau anymore. We're it's, not really selling that kind of product either. I don't think. Right. I think we're we always sell like a different voice yeah. with everybody we work with. Mm. I mean, you're always Teddy's you're always like doing I mean, constantly on YouTube looking up how to do some new effect anyway. I mean, you're so engaged with like learning new techniques. I love my effects. Yeah. And I'm always like kind of gleaning some sort of information from you. So it's always passing through like two or three filters before it gets to like our workflow. It's a huge learning environment here. That's it, what I love about it. You know, and like not yeah. and like in not even in a learning environment in that we're like learning things for the first time. It's just like right. kind of changing 
just taking different things that we like, kind of sampling different styles and kind of like creating like this new sort of texture. Yeah. Like Like I said, I know how to color correct. Or so I thought. Jordan comes in. I'm like, okay, now I think I know how to color correct. (laughs) Well, like like that. I was like, I can cut to a beat, you know, and then I see something you cut to a beat and I'm like, oh, this is very tight. (laughs) This is like move. This moves me. Yeah. That's just. Things like that. It's just like things you wouldn't expect. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Collaboration's key. It's a beautiful thing. Don't joke about that. Yeah, Yeah. it really is a cool thing. Synergy, you know? Yeah. A bunch of things working together. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about even like the, some of the things that we did with lighting, you know, actually even thinking back to a couple of, a couple of shoots ago, I wish Marshall was here because he was here for the the shoot that we did in front of the Ferrari. Mm. But yeah, thinking through thinking through lighting in a dynamic situation like that, you know, like we walked into this garage, they've got all these cars that are everywhere, and there's like no extra space, and it's just like this super bright, high key. There's lights on the wall. There's like like really like five foot five by three lights all over the walls yeah. and all over the ceilings and everywhere. It's just like super bright white, you know? And so we are able to go in there and sort of reimagine what could be there together in a collaborative way and thinking about how can we move the cars in different ways and get some of them out of there and clear the space. And okay, if we kill these lights um, and then, you know, we're looking at it again and kind of going back and forth and okay, well now we have to, go and physically unplug all these lights in the whole room because they don't work on a switch. Um, you know, <laughs> um, and you know, b- but then putting a light in one spot to light up a car and be like, okay, you know, he might put it there and be like, okay, well that doesn't quite work the same with this car as it did with that car because of the curves of it. So we can't just have this cookie cutter set up. Um, and so just like being able to bounce that idea off of another person, was just awesome. Somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, validates your own decisions too, or like invalidates them. I mean, that's probably my favorite part. I think, I think deciding the, like on a shoot, deciding the angles and deciding the lights, that's the best. Cause that's like kind of the base that you get to work off of. You know, mm. you, you pick, you pick what angles you're going to get them, how you're going to uh, compose the frame. And then, or you probably light it first and then have them stand in and then start composing some angles. But that's always like the fun, the most fun, you know, playing with yeah. lights and playing with cameras. That's just like, like, like why we got into it. So, and then working with two other people that like are kind of similarly passionate and passionate by that is just super fun. Cause then you're thinking like, Oh, let's try this. Or like, let's try this. Let's try a light here. Or yeah, it's uh, all walk, experimenting. Yeah. Yeah. Walking think- around location. I think so much of it comes down to when you're doing this solo and I can say this because I did it enough yeah. time solo is that you sort of settle for things, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Settling. because you're doing so much, you're having to set up all the lighting, the audio, the cameras, getting to the different uh, set locations. And there's just so much for one person to do that you just sort of like, oh, well, I don't want to redo that. So you just sort of settle. So like, it's, okay. it's good enough I, that's that's good enough totally. exactly yeah you get to that place where that's good enough and you know that's where that's where you plateau right you know man this is a good conversation is there anything else you feel like we should cover before we wrap this one up you're the director here man um <laughs> let me think let's move this over here and then i want a little more a little more action from you teddy for me, I need a little more. I need a little more voice from you. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I, I feel like collaboration only occurs when you get to be able to work with somebody, and you just can't be afraid to work with other people. And I've been here for three weeks, man. I can't wait to see what this is like in like three months yeah. from now. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah it's, it's only change. It's gonna be a game changer. Invest, invest in yourself. You know, invest in your own business. It's it's not going to be, um, it's it's not going to be the most affordable thing ever to collaborate with other people. It's incredibly worth it mm-hmm. because of everything we've laid out here, you're going to plateau, you're going to get stale, you're going to get burnt out 
whatever the case is, if you're always working solo, I'm not saying there's some times where you don't work solo. Maybe you do sometimes, but I think in the end, it's so worth the investment long-term. Keep your eyes on the prize and make that investment and you're going to see some incredible fruit from it. So I hope this has been a informative podcast. I hope it's been inspiring and encouraging to you. If it has been, I would love it if you made a post on Facebook about it. Let your friends know. It's all about collaboration, right? We're collaborating with you to be our marketing team. <laughs> so make a post on Facebook. Let people know that this uh, this Patreon $5 a month subscription is the easiest decision of your life that it has advanced your filmmaking, advanced your business in ways that are way, way, way more worth than uh, than five bucks a month. I worded that really poorly. That are worth way, way more than $5 a month. <laughs> it's good enough. It's good enough. <laughs> See, I got the collaboration of these guys to tell me. Yes. Those poor <laughs> word choices. <laughs> um, but thanks again for tuning in and tune in again next week when we get back to the color series. Have a fantastic week making movie magic. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe on Patreon so you never miss a show. And when you're done, head on over to the Wedding Film Academy Facebook group to chat with other wedding filmmakers like yourself. Until next time, keep making movie magic. <laughs>